Happy Aloha Friday, everyone, and welcome back to the CO2 Rundown. I'm your host, Chad Owens. Yeah, not quite the Aloha shirt. This is my throwback Roosevelt Rough Riders sort of, uh, I guess you would call this almost like a Letterman jacket, but this is a, one of our baseball jackets, and there's a reason why I'm rocking Rough Riders today. I got a special guest uh, joining us uh, later in the show. But we're going to get to that. Hope you guys had a great week. Like I said, it is Aloha Friday. Happy Aloha Friday again. So like we always do, let's dive on in to the CO2 Rundown. All right. Our Rainbow Warrior football team is taking on New Mexico State tomorrow. And Steven Sai has the full game analysis. Listen, football's... All sports, but I'm just going to, you know, football here is very, very detail-oriented. Uh, that's, that's the difference between winning and losing. And so you guys got to check out Stephen Sai's column in today's Honolulu Star Advertiser talking about uh, both sides of the ball, three, three, three phases of the game, offense, defense, and special teams. Stephen Sai is breaking it down. Make sure you guys check out his game day analysis to get an inside look on tomorrow's matchup. Wow, I did not know this, but Ann Miller has a column uh, in today's Honolulu Star Advertiser talking about the Alawai Golf Course. This, this right here makes me want to go play at the Alawai Golf Course just because of, of the history of what I just learned. 90 years old. The Alawai Golf Course opened back in 1931. Okay, you got to listen to some of these stats. 56 years from the opening, they average 544 rounds per day. There were a nine-hole course, but 544 rounds per day. The national average was 300 rounds per day. Uh, yeah, I play golf, and I couldn't imagine that many rounds coming through a day. They were busy, uh, one of the, the busiest golf courses, I believe, in the country at the time. And check this out. On the, week, the weekdays, it was $4. And on the weekends, it was $6. Today, it's $26 and $30. Uh, and the, the biggest story and the thing that, that got me sort of like wowed was people would sleep there overnight in the starter would come knocking on their windows, they'd sleep in their car, knocking on their windows to get them up, to hand them a, a ticket. This was before you could call in. And then when that started, I believe in uh, 1986, they, the Honolulu Advertiser called it Dial a Prayer because they would get nearly 30,000 calls of people trying to book tea times and only 75 would get through. So... That is amazing. Shout out to the Alawai Golf Course for having that history. Uh, I, I guess now I know why a lot of people go there. I guess, you know, the old timers, they know the history. And it's sort of that, that home course for them. And I'm going to go back and play the Alawai Golf Course here shortly. But, hey, look, check out Ann Miller's uh, column. It's a, it's a great one. There's a lot more to read than, than what I had shared with you guys. But I had to. I have to dive a little bit deeper into that one. 
In some ILH uh, football action, Damien is looking to keep their playoff hopes alive, their title, uh, state title uh, hopes alive. You know, and, and I talked about Damien High School last week and how it reminded me of when I was in high school. Yeah, smaller numbers. Guys playing both sides of the ball. It's a battle. They've been going through some adversity. And, you know, there's nothing better than, than that feeling of having your back against the wall and having to scratch, claw, dig, and do everything that you can in your power to get a W, to keep, to keep the goal there and achievable. So check out uh, that story by Paul Honda in today's Honolulu Advertiser. And, you know, I just, I think they're taking on, I believe they're taking on Iolani. Um, you know, wishing both teams good luck. I know ILH, hey, you got St. Louis, you got Kamehameha, some of these top, top schools putting a hole. But you know what? At the end of the day, there is so many, so many victories that can happen over the course of a, of a, of a single game, over the course of an entire football season, right? One game doesn't define you. And so I just want to reiterate that to not only Damien, but all the high schools, all, these, all the football players out there and student athletes. Um, don't let the games de define you, right? Let your body of work, let your, uh, what you do in the classroom, what you do on your own, right? Those times where you're training on your own. Those are the things that define you. Game days, and that's just, that's just where we get to just enjoy uh, the fruits of our labor, right? Making those plays. Win or lose, you were out there giving it your all. That's all that's ever asked by every uh, coach that I've ever played for. Uh, at the end of the day, you want to win the game. But there's a lot, like I said, there's a lot of victories to be won throughout the process. As UFC 266 approaches tomorrow, where the rematch of Robbie Lawler and Nick Diaz are go is going to happen, Billy Hall takes us back in his article uh, talking about where Robbie Lawler would fight right down on Ward Street in the Blaisdell Center in Super Brawls and, and our local promotions here. You know, and Robbie Lawler says that, you know, that sort of helped resurrect his career, get him back on track. You know, them days of like Egan Inouye, uh, uh, Falanico, Vitale, all these guys, Lawler was in that mix. And so um, th that's, that's exciting to know that we are, we've been, we've been putting on uh, fights here and now, we're, we got some of the biggest and best fighters in the world. Hence why I believe we need, to get, we need to get the UFC over here. Right? I know Max has been talking about it. We all want a big UFC event here. We deserve it. We've got the fighters. We've got the fallen. We've got the fans. And so um, check out Billy Ho's uh, article to dive a little bit deeper in that Blaisdell a history of Robbie Lawler and all those uh, amazing promotions that happened there. But uh, good luck, brother. Good luck tomorrow. I hope it's going to be an epic rematch between you and Nick Diaz. And here we go, right? The reason why I got this special 
Rough Riders jacket on is because my special guest is my former classmate and Olympic wrestling medalist, Clarissa Chun. I had a chance to catch up with her and um, talk about sort of like her being a pioneer. She won the first state, state title, you know, when, when women's wrestling in high school got sanctioned and beca- became a sport here. I didn't, I had to learn that, you know, so she is, there's a reason why she went on and became an Olympic medalist. There's a reason why she is the uh, women's Olympic, um, one of their coaches, right? This is what she does. She lives this. She's been there from the beginning. She used to wrestle the boys, right? Whooping their butts. <laughs> and, you know, you're going to see in this interview, you know, there was a point where, you know, we, we got a little, and I felt, I felt her strength, I felt her quickness, and that, and, and, that, and that passion and that grit, you know. Maybe it's a Rough Riders thing. You know, I, I feel like I got some of that, too, along my path. But um, anyway, I, I had a blast with Clarissa on this uh, interview and this sit-down. So nice to catch up. She's got so many amazing things ahead of her. Check it out. Aloha, everyone. Mm-hmm. Chad Owens here. This is the CO2 Rundown, and I have the privilege of sitting with my uh, <laughs> classmate, uh, teammate, <laughs> yeah. uh, Roosevelt. You know, hence, look, I got the Roosevelt yeah. red and gold on today. I didn't get the memo. It's Dang. okay. Clarissa <laughs> Chan, I mean, she's U.S. Olympics. Uh, she's represented on the highest stage for us out of uh, Hawaii. Two-time Olympian, bronze medalist, and now assistant coach yeah. with the you know U.S. women's uh, wrestling Olympic team. So, look. First of all, thank you for ah. joining us here today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Long time no um, see. This man, what like... was Tokyo like? Oh, Tokyo was different from any other Olympics. It just, I'm just happy that the athletes had the opportunity to compete on the biggest world stage they had had, you know. Um, I feel sad for like the opportunity that Tokyo missed out on and for the athletes and everyone involved in the Olympic movement because of the whole COVID pandemic situation, you know? But hey, our team brought it. We brought the energy. Anyone that could be in the arena that were credentialed, like if they weren't in the warm up area, they were in the stands like cheering as if we brought the biggest crowd, you know, from all across the world. Yeah, and and that's, uh, as as athletes, right? You've been in this, you've been Mm -hmm. there and you experience it with the crowd. Yeah. That energy, like, you know, when I played, like that's, I fed off of that yeah. energy. You make a big play, you hear the roar, yep. and you just want to keep going, yeah. right? You do an, a counter move, or you pin, or you do yeah. something exciting on the mat, you feel that energy. Yep. And, you know, as a coach now, mm-hmm. did you find that you had to motivate your your team and motivate nah. the wrestlers more because you know, they didn't have that? Honestly, at this level, they all wanted it, right? They didn't, mm. at the end of the day, um, yeah, they would have wanted their families and friends to be able to witness it firsthand in, in the arena. But at the end of the day, they're like ready to compete and wanted to attain that gold medal, right? Just the opportunity to represent Team USA, where they're from, they're wherever they were from, and just lay it all out there. All their hard work that they've been putting in and, and the work that they've been putting in during COVID, right? Whatever their situation was, like how they 
like battled through that. Everyone was in the same situation and how they just wanted to be able to let it all shine. Yeah, I, I spoke about that on one of my segments about mm -hmm. the resilience of professional athletes, the mm -hmm. resilience uh, to overcome adversities throughout a career, mm -hmm. but then you sprinkle in, you know, this added piece of adversity and it really just mm -hmm. showed the true resilience of these elite level athletes that you got to witness yeah. firsthand. Yeah. So yeah, hats off to you guys, hats yeah. off to the team, hats off to all the athletes that didn't just show up, they, they went out there and performed, right? right? And yeah, you put the blind, when you're in it, you put yeah. the blinders on anyway. Yeah. Crowd, no crowd, yeah. it's me. Like yeah. wrestling is that sport, yeah. man. It's like me and, all right, right here. Yeah. It's yeah. me and you, yeah. right? I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna yeah. do my thing and, and, and you have that extreme focus. Yeah. So uh, that's exciting. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we were chatting a little bit before about the whole women's wrestling mm -hmm. and where it was and where it, where it came from. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure if you guys know this. I didn't know this. <laughs> we went to high school together yeah. and in that time in 1998 when Clarissa won the state title, mm -hmm. that was the first year that women's wrestling was sanctioned in Hawaii, and mm -hmm. Hawaii was the first state, state to mm -hmm. sanction women's wrestling. Yeah, like, yeah. What does that mean uh, uh, for you to be part of that hey. foundation? Ah, uh, well, I take a lot of pride that Hawaii was the first at something, right? <laughs> Representing, you know, like, and I, I attribute it to the fact that, you know, I think this year is like the 50th year of Title IX, and Patsy Mink had a huge, like, um, say in movement for that and she represented Hawaii well in that and like I take a lot of pride that Hawaii rep like the community itself gets behind sports and the people and just what it means right to um, be behind like kids or people from Hawaii in pursuing any opportunity that they're given right so I take a lot of pride that Hawaii was the first to sanction girls wrestling as a sport separate from the boys. And to see the growth to where it is today, there's still 20 other states that hasn't sanctioned girls at a high school, as a high school sport for women's wrestling. So, you know, there's still a push um, in our movement to get it sanctioned uh, because we want to give all these girls and these women opportunities, you know, to compete. And wrestle, you know, right on an even playing field. On an even because playing field, because instead of before you have to compete against boys. Boys, yep. And like we yeah. talked about, at some point, I mean, let's just yeah. be honest, the, the strength it just yeah. it changes, mm -hmm. right? Um, mm -hmm. What's interesting is you meant you mentioned something when you came out. Mm -hmm. There was only you only had five opportunities, five schools mm -hmm. that were doing scholarships for, yeah. for girls wrestling, yeah. and now mm -hmm. there's how many? Yeah, well. So the college I went to, Missouri Valley College, was the only school that offered a women's wrestling scholarship that had a program out of those five, right? So now there's like 80-something schools, give or take. I don't know. I swear each day they're adding a program at some school somewhere in the U.S. I'm just saying this is just in the United States. So I'm trying to push University of Hawaii to get a women's program so I can come well, back let's home. Let's go. Hey, UH, let's go. We need a, a, a women's uh, you know, wrestling program yeah. so we can get the best in the business yeah. coming back. Let's go. <laughs> we tag, we yeah. tag University of Hawaii in this right now. Let's go. <laughs> Amazing. Well, yeah. look, Clarissa, thank you so much for yeah. taking the time. Thank I know you. this is like your downtime. Yeah. So, you know, it's great okay. catching up. Yeah. And, you know, thanks for 
joining us here yeah. in the CO2 Rundown. Thanks for having me. Ah. <laughs> and that is it for today's show. I want to thank you all so much for tuning in. Wow. And again, Clarissa, thank you. Thank you for not taking me down on that or pinning me. <laughs> Look, um, guys, also, congratulations to our weekly uh, football fever winner. So easy, guys. $500 cash in your pocket. Go to uh, the Honolulu Star Advertiser newspaper. Get yourself a football fever ballot, okay? Monday through Wednesday. You got to turn it in at some point to select long drugs. Give yourself a chance to win that cash. Also, grand prize winner at the end, a big green egg Kamada grill will be available. Thank you to our sponsors for making Football Fever possible. Hawaiian Telecom, Mercedes-Benz of Honolulu, and Long's Drugs. Guys, enjoy the rest of this Aloha Friday. And like I always encourage you to do, enjoy the weekend. Recover. Reset mentally, physically, whatever you got to do. Because come Monday, we are hitting it and we setting the tone. I'll see you guys. Come on.